on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, for lifelong Saints fans, talking everything Southampton. Welcome to the Saints Prime Podcast. Okay, welcome back. So it's currently after the Liverpool game. Uh, me, Tizard and Mikey all did a live stream. It actually went down really well. We did, uh, did it on YouTube, lasted about two hours, but did a little bit of a preview and stuff like that. So if you want to go and watch that, it's... Yeah, it's a decent watch. It's actually gone down really well. We've had about 3,000 views on it, so much more than we thought we were going to get. So you can have a look on that. But uh, we're going to go through our thoughts now for the podcast, because obviously that's what we've been doing. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately, a 4-0 loss. The first half looked very sprite, but then second half, Liverpool came out firing and punished us. So yeah, obviously that's where we watched it. Jamie, did you get any time to do your uh, usual routine of watching the highlights? I have watched the highlights, <laughs> yeah, and um, I know it's just a bit of a shame, really, because after quite a positive first half, well, for Liverpool, say, Liverpool anyway, it's a positive first half in the nil, especially yeah. away at Anfield, it's a shame we end up losing 4-0. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but cool. Well, well, I was thinking if we just do about 10 minutes or so of just a, a general summary of the game and then we'll kind of go point by point like we normally do every week. So, yeah. Um, Tiz, your overall thoughts of the game? Off oh, air, I was, I was talking to Mike here and I said, every time we start something new, we get battered. So, for example, we started the post match reaction podcast, we've got 9 0. We started yeah. live streaming, and now we've got 4 0. So, yeah. I think we should stop doing new stuff. Stop things. doing new things. Stop doing new things, and then yeah. we start getting good results. But I'm just, just going to echo what Jamie said, to be fair. Yeah. We had a good first half, and sadly, we didn't build on it the second half. I think Liverpool switched it up. They changed. I heard Klopp said that he changed the role that Fabinho played, and that played a key role. You know, they, they had a lot more, well, they had a lot of the ball already. They just pressured us so much. I had so much more of the ball in our thirds rather than just in their thirds. And mm. that's what, in the end, was the decisive factor. And that's why they scored four goals and we didn't really have a chance in the second. So, whereas in the first half, yeah. we had quite a few. Yeah, those chances came from the pressing style. We mentioned it quite a lot during the stream. But it was evident that there was mistakes being made by Liverpool. And we did have half chances that got created on, you know, from them. Did you, mm. you, know, you, you saw that, didn't you, Mike? Yeah, I mean, we we pressed high in the first half. They pressed high in the second half, and it definitely was it, it was an turn game in the first half. Lots of chances, um, lots of shots on our end, and probably we should have taken advantage of them. And in the yeah. second half, I think Liverpool just sort of showed their quality through, um, and of course their key players just sort of turned it on. Salah getting two goals, Firmino getting three assists. It's like those two really showed a masterclass in the second half of how to play football. Yeah. It was, um, it was. Well, I would say it was delightful to watch. It wasn't delightful to watch, but no. you know, like, mm. you, yeah, you understand. You understand why they're top of the league and they haven't lost a game this season. Yeah, I can just give you a couple of thoughts of Ralph on his pre uh, post match press conference. Said he's proud of the t- uh, team despite the defeat. He believes that we should have had a penalty for the tackle on Danny Ings. He said the game was done at 2-0. Liverpool had it pretty much wrapped up and done by 2-0. And thought there was a good... Believes there's good action from Southampton that may carry on to Wednesday. So he's going to um, take on... Uh, and actually, to be fair, on that look as well, Klopp was very um, yeah. very positive about Southampton and the performances. Just a couple quotes. Well, Southampton, they set up really good. Their counter is exceptional. I mean, words from the, probably the manager responsible of the best team in Europe at the moment, singing high praises. So I know, I know it's it's difficult to have a look at the, the scoreline and uh, at some points it did actually flatter Liverpool, that result. But clock coming out all in praises for Hassan Hussle. And if you saw the end of the game as well, in that kind of embrace and uh, telling uh, Ralph, you know, you did well, you could see that he was clearly telling Ralph that they, you know, exchanged a positive... Mm-hmm. chat together and then went around so no go on Jamie what, what yeah, are you from looking through social media there's yeah. lots of Liverpool fans giving Southampton a lot of praise for example as well yeah that's true Southampton gave us a tougher game than the score I suggest which has to be one of the Saints the best for the rest of the season what a turnaround yeah it's just because I'm like fair play to Southampton um, they're going to go at attack Liverpool more than yeah. any other team so far as this season so far this season <laughs> yeah Did and that, that, that's what we wanted to do we were high on confidence and we said right let's give them a go and they, although the result didn't come out well, it was still a performance. And I think a lot of, I mean, you imagine when was the result? We went to Liverpool and got absolutely battered under Hughes. Three 0 Three 0 It was three 0 I, I know it, it, this scoreline's worse, but it was three 0 yeah. We arguably got out of our own half. 
in this game we created our chances and if we were clinical we we would have well we probably could have had the game done and dusted by half time really yeah. didn't we with, mm. with the amount of chances we had it's just a shame yeah. that uh, Van Dijk is <laughs> arguably the best centre back in the world and Alisson is probably the best goalkeeper in the world yeah what would you say then so I'd argue against that I don't think it would have been done and dusted at half time Liverpool at home definitely would not have taken um, a loss at half time no. Yeah, but it, it uh, could have been three or four by half time with the amount of chances that we had. It could have yeah. been three or four. Yeah. I think we had how many shots on target did we have by half time? We had four shots on target, we had ten shots in total. Yeah. Well, if you think if we took even a couple of those, I would still believe Liverpool would get back in the game just because of that mentality. Especially Klopp, he gets his teams going in the second half, and we saw that for them to score. But even if they were 2 0 down, Klopp would get them in. Get them sorted, and they'd come out firing again in the second half. Even then, we only had really one chance with Danny Ings that Shane Long blocks. That mm. was a chance of real quality. I can't think apart from that any other real clear cut chances we had. Yes, Junepper had a shot on target. Allison probably didn't have to tip it wise, but he did. Hoiberg got a shot on target from a, a rather tight angle where he shouldn't have shot in the first place. Yeah. Apart from that, I don't. We had chances in the first half. We created chances. Yeah, but if if Hoiberg shouldn't have shot, if Hoiberg shouldn't have shot, he should have passed it, and that's a chance. That's a chance that yeah. we should have taken, but that's down to bad decision making. Um, mm. Danny Ings also had a, um, he had a chance to square it to Gineppo and Allison did really well. Van Dijk mm. made quite a few good blocks from players that are either running through on goal or a pass that would have put our player through on goal. It's mm. like those key players. We nicked it off of um, Gomez's feet, and I think Long had a shot on the turn that. Uh, Alison had to save. Like we did have chances. It, it's just that the I think the way that I look at chances is slightly different to the way that most people look at chances. I see it as a chance if if a bad decision is made, that's still a chance to score a goal. Like yeah. e- even even if Hoiberg shot from the narrowest of angle, if he passed that, we would have scored. So yeah. like that, that that's what I see as a chance. I think I think you underestimate the recovery power of the Liverpool defenders. Oh, for when sure. We, like, when we had chances. Sometimes when we didn't have a shot on goal, for example, it's because Van Dijk's positioning is world class. Joe Gomez, as much as he isn't the most reliable in all his eyes, I still think he's England's best centre back. Really? Sorry, I was, was going to say, like, you can go, go out the part. I was just going to say, if one person makes a mistake in that in that Liverpool team, there is ten confident world class players around that. So even if Van Dijk makes a mistake or Gomez makes a mistake, the centre back partnership or the goalkeeper in the in the net. Everyone else is brimming in with confidence in that team. At the end of the day, our half chances got petered out because there was another Liverpool player there that sorted it out. It wasn't two or three individual mistakes or we outclassed two or three of their players. At the end of the day, it came from one of, you know, us picking from one player making a mistake and their other, you know, other two or three players doing very well. And that's because they're a world-class side and probably the best in Europe at the moment because they look after each other and they protect each other. And that's why it was that we were only limited to half chances today. Really, you can't you can't really complain. It is the best team in Europe. Um, yeah, that's, well, that's the kind of kind of summary. Anyone else want to make some final summaries, and then we can have a look at the game one by one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, should we go through that? Sorry, Mikey. Any other kind of thoughts, or should we go through minute by minute? Yeah, anyone? Uh, anyone able to kind of go through the points, or do you want me to? You do it. Grab up you, you can have a look through. Yeah, I did it. Well, I did this last time. I'll, I'll uh, go through. Carl uh, Anker, like I said, I sing his praises for his tweets, but it, he does it at Southampton, does it away as well. Really good at summarising the, the points as you go through. So I might as well have a look through his and see how he collected them. Um, what does he say is the first rule chance? Southampton counter well, but Redmond gets a good switch to Musa. To trip him over, who trips over himself trying to beat Robertson. Robertson then clearly does a back pass to Becker, and then nothing happens. <laughs> I can't really remember that. Eleven minutes in, do you have any recollection? Yeah, of that. Um, it, it was it was a good ball down the line. Gineppo was he? I he was like outstrength by Robertson, and um, and he went down in the area, and Robertson was then under pressure by it was either Long or Ings, and Robertson stuck it through their legs, and Allison picked it up. And it, that right. that was sort of the moment of the game going. Why hasn't he called that? That's an obvious pass back. How how has oh, he yeah. not called the pass back? And that was the point of the game. Where you're thinking, right? It's probably not going to go our way like today. Yeah. Um, Salah's 
Uh, okay, so Salah tries and goes over the defence and it, it um, deflects and loops wide. I think this is kind of about, when we're looking about 20 minutes in at this point, gets uh, gets in behind our defence and gets on goal. And yeah, like I say, it's deflects and uh, loops wide at that point. Um, but early signs that Liverpool can, when half, half a yard and get in behind, be dangerous. And at this point there, it wasn't really punished in the first half, but it's not like they, they had chances either. So yeah, do you... Can you run us through this one, Tiz? Or Mike? This is a go. Sorry, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have only seen the four-minute highlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's not a massive chance, but it's Salah basically getting through and having a, a shot on goal. Not, I'm not making the most of it, but it is an early sign that Liverpool are going to be a danger today. So, um, yeah. Should I go on to the next point, or was this, you know, something you want to talk about? I don't know. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I mentioned it. I mentioned this when we we're talking that um, Remond and Gineppo talking about swapping flanks, but it was mentioned here about twenty-three minutes, and we did actually swap them across. I did. I can't remember recognizing it when watching it, but was it mentioned on the commentary that uh, Gineppo and Redmond got switched? I, I, I didn't know so. They did it a lot less than usual. Yeah, today they didn't really do it as much. Maybe they're comfortable on their sides, but you got you got to switch it up when it's not working. Because we didn't score, we got four four nil at Anfield. They should have done it more. Yeah. it gives their defence more to think about. Mm. But sadly, that, that wasn't the case. Yeah. Well, it's mentioned again just around 25 minutes that they actually swapped back to their original one. So I don't know whether it just didn't work that, and they yeah, went back. I mean. or they, they yeah. might have, We might have not noticed it because it's, it's a two-minute period. Where <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's just because the, the strength that we have, I was mentioning it earlier, that Redmond is effective on both sides of the wing. If he's playing well and he's in form, on the left, he cuts and has a shot across goal. On the right, he can get down the byline and get the crossing. Either way, he's really effective, whichever size he's on. Whereas, if you're kind of limited to having Gineppo on one side or Buffal, it just makes it that little easier to read that players, and they can they can then force you on the, the your weaker foot, and especially the the quality they have in defence, just make it that even harder. So I think I think he just tried to limit those players to the the place that they would be most successful. Really, I think. It was, you know, Redmond being that. What's the word, Mikey? You bet. Inverted winger? Is that the right word? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Go for it, yeah. All right, I'll have that then, yeah. Inverted winger and Musa being your more traditional winger, would you say? I'm looking yeah. for the FM terms, right? Yeah. Is, that, is that. Or just winger. Right? Yeah. I'd say winger, winger on attack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you've got that as well. Um, so, I think we just kind of didn't really see that swapping over because. We're basically limited to those chances and trying to make them as good as possible. Um, a decent chance for Gineppo now. Shane Long wins it in the air and uh, shoots from distance and Becca saves. Do you remember this one about 20, 27 minutes in? No. Again, another kind of... <laughs> no. Tiss, do you remember? You were watching it with me, weren't you? Not together at different places, but, you know. Um, <laughs> <I> mean... Yeah. <laughs> Carry on, go. <laughs> do you remember this just, one? 27 I'm just, minutes. I'm just completely... Confused why you had to ask that we were watching it in different places. Rather. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Okay. What, what chance is it again? Uh, Musa had a shot. Shane Long won the the header. Well, yeah, it's kind of the one that I talked about earlier when Musa Chinepo's had a, had a, quite a, a direct shot. Yeah. Alison could have caught it, but instead decided to turn it wide just in case. It was straight at him, but it was a sign that you know we we were pushing forward, we were going to have chances. But sadly, I think that was Chinepo's best chance of the game. But Apart from that, I thought he had a, a pretty okay game on their defence. He yeah. did okay defensively as well. But it, from an attacking point of view, that I think that was his only chance for the match. Interesting. I didn't actually pick this up. Ward-Prowse wasn't on uh, one of our first corners. Hoiberg took one of the corners because Ward-Prowse was at right back. I thought that was a bit strange. That um, yeah, They must have been worried about the counter-attack because mm. if he's our right back, and Cedric, who used to, he, he used to be the man that stayed back from the attacks. Yeah. And I think they probably try to keep that sort of thing because if he's going to take a corner from the left, he doesn't have to. If it if the possession turns over, he doesn't yeah. have to go track literally the other side of the pitch. Mm. So it's, it's it's understandable if he's yeah. not playing in the central midfield role. But we're losing our lethal. Our lethal exactly, and you think that's that's at least one thing that you miss. I mean, there's plenty that we missed. How how important do you reckon that uh, the breaking up of Warpranks and Hoiberg was today? Especially in that in that second half where we did need to dig in and try and match Liverpool for their kind of speed. Do you think 
that's kind cool. of. I, I wish we risked it, risked it, sorry, and put Dan mm-hmm. right back in James Will Prowse in the centre because we right. needed that. So we needed to match them up, not match them up in the midfield because they had a 3v2. Yeah. But I have someone that's got more energy than Romeo. Romeo's a good player, but he's a ball winner, and that's, that's all he is rather than. He goes, yeah. whereas Will Prowse goes out and wins the ball rather than Romeo sort of lets them come onto him. And I mm. wish we had that person that could sort of break up the play. And sadly, because we didn't have a right back, because we um, obviously Jan Valerie still has a bit of a niggle, and um, Carl Walker Peters wasn't ready. Sadly, mm. we didn't have that in the midfield today. Yeah, and I think it's not only um, Will Prowse presses up high, and I think it's once he does recover possession, which he does fantastically, he's then confident to pick a sensible pass. Yeah. I think Romeo, once he has won it, it's kind of lumped up somewhere, or you know, not. It's because he's gone in. He's gone in so hard. Yeah, he needs to just kind of calm down and uh, just find that sensible pass. But also with a little bit that right sense of urgency as well as a effective pass. Because if it if you win it and then just play it back to the centre back, you miss that chance of a counter press or a counter attack rather. Where Walt Prowse does excellent in the fact that he'll close someone down. And then, uh, and then look for that forward ball, or try and look for that yeah, to but, initiate that counter. But the, pro- the problem is, Romeo did really, really well when he came off the bench against Palace. He did his job very well. I know it's a completely different side, but when when you you see him do that job, and Wal Prowse do a good job at right back, and then you look at what Kevin Danso did in the FA Cup against Spurs, mm-hmm. I would have started Wal Prowse. I, I know hindsight is a fantastic thing, and the fact we got dominated in the midfield in the second yeah. half really showed, but. Mm-hmm. I would have started Walprass at right back because I do not trust Danso one bit as a right back. No, I do not trust him. He looks yeah. he looks like he doesn't know what he's doing and Walprass has got more of an idea of what he's supposed to be doing. It might not always come off because he's not a natural there, but at least he knows what he's supposed to be doing while Danso always looks a little bit panicky, looks a bit lost yeah. at right back. So I would have still I, I was fine with the starting eleven when it first came out. Oh no, yeah, I was fine. It's just it is just that idea of hindsight. If, yeah. if I was in that position, I probably would have went more browse as well. But it's just the fact that when, when you look back on the game, it's a completely different story. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And you could do it about that. Like if Danto started, and it could be a completely different thing. We could have been sat here in an alternative, alternative thing, and saying, yeah, Danto, we should have. We should have played it safe and put Will Prowse uh, right back because he I'm gave not, away. I'm not, I'm not you know, saying we should have played that six penalties and scores three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> very true, very true. Right, should we go back to um, the minute by minute thing? Is that the right word? I don't know. Yeah, the thing. Twitter. Jamie, your thoughts? How important are Will Prowse and Hoiberg in those in those double pivot? The thing is, I see like myself. I see why. Well, Prowse has started at right back today. Cause mm-hmm. I don't think one reason I don't think Dan so would Dan's probably not, not in the right headspace to start a game. So I think basically, if you know a club tried to terminate your loan, you can see that they Good point, really actually. asked you to. I would yeah. be very upset. To yeah. Be yeah. Like, oh, okay. Sorry. I guess you don't want me anymore. So I see mm-hmm. why I didn't put it on the right mindset to play and start a very big game like this game in Liverpool today. Yeah. So I see why Ralph took the risk. And I'm still not too sure if um, Valerie's actually injured because he was pitched training with the team he put on his Instagram. I think mm. it could be his attitude back again with his illness. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I've, and so, I don't know if I knew in the middle. It's just not quite the same partnership with, with where obviously they have the different dynamics compared to Prousey and Hoiberg. Mm. It's just yeah, a bit. Yeah. Uh, a bit of chaos for the next bit. Um, I remember this. There was about three or four chances that Liverpool had. First started with Oxlade-Chamberlain have a shot. Musa did well to have a block, but McCarthy had to tip it over. Then resulted in a corner for Liverpool. Goes back in the box. Ends up to Van Dijk, who must have stayed up from the corner. I think Trent does an amazing crossfield ball. And uh, Wait, what's that? Sorry, Jamie. So it's an excellent double save from McCarthy. Yeah, he did do really well. Um, Van Dijk comes in, tries to kind of back heel, but facing away from goal. McCarthy saves and then another at his feet where he, he jumps at it. It falls to Henderson who goes down the line. Firmino in the box and Shane Long with a little bit of a a scuffle with him I'll and Firmino it. goes down. <laughs> Mikey J, um, what was your thoughts on it? I mean, he was all over him in all fair. I don't, I don't understand how it wasn't a penalty. I think the only way that they could see it being not a penalty is the fact that I don't think Firmino was going to get onto the end of it. But he's obviously disrupted him. He's obviously disrupted his run. Um, yeah. I I don't understand how it's not a penalty, <laughs> and that's coming from that's coming from Mikey. So yeah. it's fine, you know that's a 
I mean, Mikey um, would defend, defend him to the hills, but yeah, if you're even saying that... Should no, he's, literally, he's grabbed him by the shoulders and stopped him running and towards him the to the floor, basically. Yeah. I think, what it, I, from my perspective anyway, I think it's where Taxi was falling before his arm on. That's why they didn't get penalty. And I, think, I don't think it was a deliberate pull-down until... Wait, did you say Jack Stevens? Shane Long. It was Jack it was Shane Long. Yeah, it was Shane Long. Was it? It was Shane Long. What? Shane Long? What's he doing there? <laughs> <laughs> Best know. header of hey, the ball in the Premier League. Well, Jamie, we'll, 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 we'll leave you to watch the rest of the highlights to make sure you know which players there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed that. It looks like Jack Stevens. Yeah. But there was a there was a VAR check on it and they obviously said that it, it wasn't, yeah. which I think probably... Yeah, go on. Yeah, from my perspective, it, it looks like Shane Long's falling, then Gerald grabs on to Firmino, so I don't think it actually was. Yeah, but he still brings it down. I think for me, it, I think you would count that as reckless, and if Firmino is anywhere near that, you know, if that if that ball's coming into him and he's landed on the floor, you kind of think, yeah, that, I think for me that probably should have been a penalty if it was, yeah, but hey, I, I'm not going to complain it wasn't called it a penalty. It probably would have absolutely destroyed the flow of the game because we were doing fairly decent. If they got a penalty early, they could have got, you know, they could have gone on a rampage today. So, uh, yeah, right. I'll, yeah, I'll look like the next point, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's the thing. The second half, they they got four. They basically won the second half 4-0, but nil-nil. You looked at it in the first half and thought it was a pretty decent, a decent performance for us. It was just that second half that changed it. Uh, but, yeah, we will, we will cover that. Um, let's go have a look and see the next point. Uh, um, yeah, uh, Carl just says they're beginning to see gaps in the midfield, and Oriol Romeo running back to try his best. So he's mentioning that Romeo was kind of uh, not completely up to it, and it's quite a, it's quite a baptism of fire, really, isn't it, to go back into the first team against Liverpool? May not be a hundred percent match fit. When was the last game he played a full ninety? I think he started on the first. I thought I, was, I think I saw a start the, the thing that, that his last start was on the first of November in the league. Yeah, so it's, it's over two months. It was on two-one mm. loss against so. Everton that he started. Yeah, yeah so it, it, it's quite a difficult game to come into, but it's obviously has been relied on to because of the injuries that we have. So, yeah, a little bit unfortunate, but it's been highlighted here that he is sometimes now um, basically getting a little bit stuck, a little bit worse for wear, especially in the Liverpool team that are going to run at you, are going to put you under pressure and. If there's any game that you don't really want to come into, it's a Liverpool one because they're going to press you, they're going to give you no time. So, yeah, a little bit unfortunate for Romeo. But, um, yeah, yeah, now I mentioned that on the right, Wolf Paris is taking the uh, corners. So, is brought there because on the right, he is so deadly with the corners. So, it's best chance to try and uh, get there. And we played a lot of near post corners as well today. I did pick that up that I don't know whether that's something they've highlighted or something they've, they've tried in uh, training or something. But if you have a look, did you notice that there's a lot of near post corners today? Yeah, I can I especially remember a Gineppo one that was almost yeah. a short corner that he just whacked straight out. But yeah, I think I think that must be they try they must have tried to avoid Van Dyke and going there to obviously two mm. their two tall players. I think that. also Allison because he's very dominant in his box. He likes coming out and catching crosses, and if we we're always trying to put it underneath his nose, he's always going to come out and get him. So if you put him at yeah. the near post, that reduces the chance of Allison being able to catch mm. onto it. Mm. I, I also I didn't see like Liverpool might have marked zonally so Van Dijk and Gomez might have been in the centre of the box anyway I, yeah. I didn't see that but that might be also be a reason why we went short because mm. uh, they're, they're just a taller team than us that's the thing I, one reason why we might have sacrificed perhaps not taking some corners is that we just didn't think there was much of a chance we were going to out jump a player like Van Dijk and a player mm. like um, Joe Gomez as well yeah. I think that, that's that's definitely part of the reason because we don't score a lot of goals from corners so it's not a great it's going to be very difficult to do it against one of the tallest and most dominant players in the league and the thing mm. is that we do have a team with height I think Stevens, Bednarek, Hoiberg they're all over 6 foot Romeo's about 6 foot Long is a, is like 5'10 and he can jump so it's not like we don't have targets and Danny Ings have got on a couple of headers too this season so we do have targets in there it's just whether they can lose their man. And I think that's, it's more of the problem of can they lose Van Dyke and Gomez instead of can mm. they beat them in the air? Yeah. Because all, all you need is, we've proven it multiple times when we're defending corners, all you need is a run-up and you can beat a defender in the air easily. Like people will beat Investigard in the air. 
because they had a run up on him. Uh, like that's the reason why. So it's it's not just down to they're taller than us. It's whether we can lose them, how, how we can do a set piece. Mm. Uh, I think that's, that's something that we probably have to practice is set piece routines because I I don't think we've scored from many corners this year. Only against Norwich. Yeah, and, so, that's were, and we've got one of the best set piece takers so, in the league. I don't, yeah. I don't understand why we're so weak from corners. I think, I think that's something we need to do is just try and get a set piece routine from corners that we can. Well, score we could from. do a Mark Hughes and think, hey, on sign a tall defender, maybe work again. I don't know. That's just my yeah. opinion. Yeah, maybe. I think I, we had we had um, six, seven corners in the week of day, something like that. I'm trying to find the stats, but BBC Sport is being horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Keep flicking the wrong things. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Well, well yeah, we had eleven. We had eleven corners today. Wow. Oh, and yeah. we didn't take advantage of any of them. And that, that's the problem: is that if we have eleven corners, we have eleven corners that Wall Prowse can put into the box. And no, we didn't take all of them today. We've got eleven yeah. corners that he can put into a box. Why aren't we taking advantage of them? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, next chance, really. I think we mentioned it earlier when we were kind of doing the. The overall summary, but the the chance that Danny Ings had probably the best chance of the half. He finds himself in the middle at the cop end, has a shot, but it's actually Shane Long who uh, gets the Great diversion time. on it. Yeah, hits the back of his heel, can't really get away. And at this point, spirits are still quite high. You have a look at Danny Ings 100%. smiling with Shane Long, saying, "Sorry, it is." Um, no, I was just going to say a hundred percent. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Like you can see they're smiling with each other and kind of going, mm-hmm. "Oh, you got in the way," but they're not frustrated because. They're still nil nil up at, at Liverpool, like they are. They're in good spirits, mm-hmm. and we're looking good so far. So that probably was our best chance. Would you agree, Tiz? hundred percent. The fact is that they had one dangerous chance in the Van Dyke flick that he probably could have put, put away. But we're talking about loads of half chances that we've had. We've not even talked about what Mikey said earlier: the amount of times that they've been dispossessed near their half, and we've not actually had a shot out of it. Mm. I think they were just confident that these chances are going to keep on coming. Because, because we kept just possessing them in their final third. And that's that's why I think they were able to smile about it, because I think they were confident that another one's going to come sooner rather than later. Yeah, and we were having a look on the stream to see if we could have a look at the XG for the uh, the chances. And um, we're just having a look here. We had a 0.72 in Liverpool at a 3.66, which, you know, uh, is very high and very low. But I'd be really interested to see the actual breakdown at half time because yeah. I think the chances were quite similar but obviously as the game went on and the game opened up a lot more I think Liverpool just got more and more time and uh, were able to find those good chances and punish us like we know they can do but yeah I'll have a look and see if I can break it down and see if I can uh, have a look and see what it was at half time but we can move on to the, the next talking point uh, as we go along which is probably the Hoiberg chance so he won the ball quite high uh, breaks into the box actually and has a lot of space down the kind of right side to go towards the byline. Danny Ings making space for himself in the middle when Hoiberg prematurely, I think, goes for a near post shot, which Becker has enough time to move over and uh, collect. Do you think, I, I, I thought that was a wrong decision from Hoiberg. I think he should have either driven in closer or got his head up. Do you agree? What should, what should he have done in that situation, do you reckon? He should have passed it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mikey, you think he should have passed it? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, you, just, it's just a rush of blood. That's all it is. Yeah, I, I think so you can Hoy- see the goal opening up, and sadly he just rushed it. He didn't yeah. look at the options, and it's, it's just what happens. Some players, it just sometimes it just happens. I think yeah. Hoiberg is very much the type of player that does have a rush of blood. I mm, think the majority yeah. of his play is due to rush of blood, and you have seen him make mistakes or like stupid decisions. He got sent off against Man City last season, didn't he, with a rush of blood to his head. So uh, it's it's like yeah he he is a liability but he is also a positive on that pitch with his leadership so it's yeah, yeah. he's an important player he actually gave the best chance of scoring today they said he got zero point one six xg I don't know whether that how spot on that is oh no Danny Ings with a zero point two five so Danny Ings Hoiberg and uh, who else have we got there. That's kind of it, really. A couple of 0.7s for people like Buffel. Yeah, that kind of chance where he, he turned in and hit it, but it went wide. We'll cover that later on. But yeah, quite interesting. That came from understat.com. If you do want to have a big breakdown of the XG, understand where it all came from and stuff like that. 
time and chance and stats. We'll have a look at that, maybe. Possibly a preview, something that could be quite interesting to look at. But yeah, just because we're going through it, maybe I'll come back to that at a different point. But yeah, it's quite interesting on the stat.com if you want to have a look at it. It's pretty cool. Um, all right, half time it kind of comes to at that point. I can read you through some of the stats we well, have. That's where the game ends. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. It's been me, Jamie, and John. <laughs> no, 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 no. Only half time. We're not there yet. I don't want to talk <laughs> about the rest of it. Well, we can. Well, we can. We can still be in the high spirits. Just, just so imagine we've got into half time. We can you know. pretend it was nil nil. Not to people notice. No, I don't well, think we so. Could, we could just, we could just summarise the second half in about ten seconds. Leaving. You know, they scored yeah, four. There we go. Thank you for listening. Pro clubs, Okay. Well, okay. Well, we'll have a look. We'll we'll put put ourselves in the moment of half time when the whistle's gone. You have a look. We've had more shots and the same amount of target that Liverpool had. Only thirty one percent possession, but and a lot less passes. Um, but you know, uh, decent chances. Not not brilliant. But I think the best word you described it was half chances. Tis. Is that yeah. the way you put it? It's, it's not ones that you really... I'll go in once every eight, nine, whereas clear-cut chances go in every, every once every two or three. Mm. There are ones where they're just shots from outside the box or shots inside the box that have just got blocks. It, it, we still had positives because we weren't getting dominated at that point. We were no. matching them. Apart from possession, we were matching them in every part of the pitch. And we were, we were actually pressing them in their own thirds rather than just trying to counter them. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Um, Tiz, no, not Tiz, Mikey. <laughs> Were you in agreement with Tiz on? It was kind of half chances, but still feeling fairly confident going into. Yeah, they're, they're all, well, it, it was a bit like I, I said at half time during the live stream that the uh, first 20 minutes are going to be important. Liverpool are going to come out of the blocks um, and really put a lot of pressure on us. And if we can hold strong for those 20 minutes, we've got a good chance of uh, taking something away from the game. Two minutes mm. later, they scored. So you know, yeah, it yeah. wasn't it, like the first twenty minutes were important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they they only took two to score. So yeah, yeah. It, it was it was just incredibly frustrating the fact that we we've done so well in that first half to keep them at nil nil, create chances. It looked like that we were the better team in that first half, and mm. then two minutes into the second half, it's one mistake, one good flick. No one really getting close to Chamberlain and him just curling it. Well, curling a shot into the near post of mm-hmm. McCarthy, and I think McCarthy did quite poor. Yeah, in that situation, position wise, he, he, he does seem to do that a lot. If he's if he's off balance, he doesn't die for the ball. He just stands there, kind of stands and watches it. I'm I'm yeah. sure Jamie, you've had a look at the highlights. Do you, are you in agreement when watching it? I'd, it's a tough one because it's Liverpool at the end of the day. Yeah. What can you? It's just, it's really frustrating. Yeah, but uh, you've you've seen it. Do you think McCarthy's out of position, or do you reckon it is just a oh, good? Because the thing is, while Hox took that shot, he did open up his body so like he was going to go on the right hand side. He just didn't smart finisher and break on the left. Yeah, yeah but the, the, the thing like is, the best the best goalkeepers can shift their weight. Like you look yeah, at goalkeepers like Martin, he was very far on his right hand side. You, you look at Martin Dubravka, mm. David de Gea, like all of those goalkeepers. Even when they're off balance, they still die for it. McCarthy mm. just seems to like stand there and just not do anything. Mm. And that He's that might signs. that might be just down to his agility or the way that his mindset mm. is, or maybe yeah. it was literally Tim. just because he shifted all his weight to the left so he couldn't dive over to the right. But mm. it's just frustrating when he just stands there and he doesn't die for it. Well, to be fair, if you watch the goal back, you can see, and more, I think it's more Kraus and Hoiberg both go to the ball if it's between both their legs. Yeah, so yeah but he still has enough time to react. It's not, it's not like he's saying it, I think Jamie might say in his views block so he can't actually see exactly. the shot going in. Like, if there's two people there trying to make the block, then you need to make sure that they do actually make the block because by the time you see it, if it's being drilled low, then you're not going to be able to get down in time and see it. You know, it's not that it's not the matrix. Like if it's gone through two players, and by the time you've seen it, it's probably already in the back of the net. Uh, I think, yeah, I think his positioning is a little bit poor, and the fact that he is he is ready to commit for to hit the goalkeeper's left and Ox's right. But I think probably, you know, he's not doing it on purpose. I think if it has gone through I'm two not, players, yeah, like no, he says, on purpose he shifted his weight to the left. No, like, <laughs> yeah, he's 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 on purposely done that. Of course, he has. No, it's just, I just feel like he's got two fifty. like the first two goals we've got to the second one in a minute mm. I think the two, first two goals he's got the 50-50 goal he's gone to the left mm. that's opened up the, opened up that right side of the goal his, sorry his right side of the goal 
and they just were able to drill it in. I know the Henderson was a bit more difficult his first big goal. And then yeah. for their fourth goal as well, I think he's gone down too quickly and Salah's just sort of dinked it over him. But it, that's just what happens. Sometimes goalkeepers yeah. have off days. McCarthy, first half was great, second half, not too fantastic. But why, that's one poor performance in loads of huge ones. So yeah. I think it's, it's goalkeepers have those days. But the penalty shell. We really haven't covered it, have we? No. I would argue that it's not really a penalty. I think there's. I, it took me a couple of watches, but I think there is a clip in there, isn't there? I think Fabinho does go for it first challenge. The second one, there is a clip of a hill. Now, whether if you know, I don't think they've come out and said it's a mistake, but there is definitely a bit of contact there. I don't know whether it, for me it's definitely not Stonewall, but there is something there now. I think it is a. It's not a clear and obvious error, so I don't think that's why I got overturned. So I think, Mikey, yes, yeah, so I just with a hold. Yeah. Mikey, yes. Sorry. He's doing his he's doing his robot impression again. Yes or no? Sorry. Yes or no? Is that a penalty? Just yes or no to start with. I don't know. The fact that it took Mikey that long to decide the fact just shows, yeah. The fact that me and James said no, Ollie said more yes than no, Mikey doesn't know, it's the reason why it's not giving I, I, I think I think it's because, if you're right, I think in that situation, if the penalty's given, it doesn't get overturned. If the penalty's not given, it's not given as a penalty. Because uh, it's just so... Yes, there's contact, but he enough? does get the ball in the first place. Is there enough for Ings to go down? It's... All in a little bit of a meh, uh, you know. Yeah. It's it's not completely it's, solid. It is it is under the category of seeing them given. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good point, point actually. Like they, that's the thing. And I trust, I do trust Ings as well, especially with his recent goal scoring form, that he would want to try and stay on his feet and get it in the back of the net because he's not gonna he's not gonna give that ball away for someone else to put it in the back of the net. He wants yeah. to do that himself at Liverpool, doesn't he? So. I do believe in it. Like, I do think for himself, he would try and stay on his feet. So if he has gone down, he believes there's enough to, you know, stop him trying to get that goal. So, you know, looking at it player-wise, I think that, you know, I think he he has gone down under that challenge. But it's the ref's decision and whether his decision's been too wrong by VAR for it to be overturned. It doesn't seem like it. And Liverpool just done what they do best in a complete fluid counter-attack at the other side. So... Yeah. It's just comfy, guys. Yeah. Sorry, apologies to everyone until Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, he is a bit rubbish to be fair with his Wi-Fi. We'll go on to the next one then. We won't stay too long on that. I think the uh, the chance was basically a good play down the left. Oxley chamberlain interlinking with Firmino. Good hold-up play. You know, really playing that false nine position we know he can do. And uh, that bit of space, couple flicks. And uh, yeah, it, getting in the back of the net by Oxley chamberlain touch inside and uh, goes for the near post. Yeah, so next up, I think Salah was throwing goal. Ball comes through the midfield and beats a, a Bertrand, the last man. I think he, he steps up slightly and pretty confident that Salah is offside, which he, he was, although, again, a very close decision. And, uh, you know, it, it, I think they did quickly have a look at VAR, but it did end up in the back of the net as well and a sign that Liverpool were only going to grow into this game a little bit more. Well, yeah, how concerned were you guys that, because once they got their first goal and they looked like in the swing of things, you know, when did you write this game off? When you were like, I can't see us getting anything from this? Um, as Ralph said, at 2-0. 2-0, I was sat, you having you? flat white coffee and I saw the 1-0, 2-0, and at that point I kind of knew it was going a bit downhill from there. Yeah. As well as if we're getting the momentum, no stopping Yeah, Tiz, when do you think the game's done? Uh, for me, 2-0, 1-0, you're always in the game, Mm-hmm. happens but 2-0 Ralph thought it was over I sadly thought it was over because when we see our first we seem to drop back five yards and that's mm. that's frustrating it's not their fault it's usually the fact that Liverpool 
just carried on us more. Yeah, we, we couldn't deal with it. Sorry. Yeah, very true. Uh, Mikey, would you would you be in agreement two 0 was where the game finished? Um, yeah, no, de- definitely. Um, yeah. it. I mean, even at one nil, I think I think the players always had that. They still have that sort of thing in their head where as soon as we go a goal down, like then there's a problem. We know that we have to try and get back in it, and we sort of just flung players forwards. Um, I think it's especially showed for the fourth goal. We had no wing backs. We had no defensive midfielders. It literally was just Jack Stevens and Bednarek. Yeah. Um, we'll go on to the. I, I think I'm just going to rattle through the uh, the Liverpool chances. If there's anything else that jumps out at you, I'll have a little mention. But yeah, um, Henderson basically straight after kind of gets the next goal. Uh, Liverpool counter attack again. Really, Robertson. I think initiates it. It goes uh, Firmino who, again, gets on the end of it. Henderson, 18-yard, it's about that size, isn't it? Maybe a little bit closer, actually. But yeah, definitely so it was, it was inside the box. Just, yeah. McCarthy's diving to the left, and Henderson just smacks it into the But at that point, it's basically a moving penalty, isn't it, really? Oh, yeah. he's, he's inside the box, and... Yeah, uh, a, a difficult one, really. Henderson opens his body out. looks like he's putting it bottom right, keepers left, and then ends up basically just... He, he loves running against us. He always seems to get a goal every, every season. Yeah, it's uh, not great, is it? Um, to be fair, yeah, it so is that's... Jordan Henderson, so it could have just come off his shin and gone the other way, but, you know. Mm. <laughs> Jordan Henderson is an underrated player. Yeah. I do highly oh, No, no, Tizard, that is a lie. You've put so much hate on Jordan Henderson, it's ridiculous. <laughs> no, I, I used to, don't get me wrong, I used to think that Jordan Henderson was not very good. But since Klopp has moved him into a more advanced position, mm. he's played a lot better. Yeah, fair play. Mm. Um, I think him and Ox definitely have to be starters at the Euros. Um, yeah. yeah Along with Will Prowse, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go for so the next thing that took me off uh, off guard double substitution up front Ralph being quite ruthless and Danny Ings and Shane Long both come off and ch- wait what's the laugh for I just I felt sorry when I had the press conference with Shay Adams and Harry family because he said the game was done at 2-0 and then those strikers came on and it's not yeah. like we want to rest our good strikers so you two go on and try and show why you should be starting Saving them for Tottenham. Uh, I yeah. think I think the Ings one is probably injury prevention. I think Shane um, Shane still has a little niggle on his knee. I think so. Then again, and he's also probably going to get a speeding fine and a driver's license mm-hmm. taken away. So yeah, so he's got a quickly nipped court. Did you not? Um, did you not hear about this, Jamie? No? Apparently, Shane no. was caught uh, doing over 100 miles an hour on the N27. I'm assuming that I've been back on the M27, but I assume it's temporary, uh, still temporary speed limit in there. Yep. So yeah, he's in the outside lane. It was double. It was October last year. Oh right, okay. Maybe it's that stretch, you know, that that nice one stretch junction where it goes from 50 to 70. What car were you driving? It's a portion. I think it's one of those. Um, uh, Four by four Porsche ones, the big ones. Mo Salah basically gets on the end of a ball from Henderson. Um, it's a really nice. Uh, ben Narach just tries to flick it past, has to slide for it, but it's just that inch perfect where it really goes past him and he can. Uh, Get out to the end of it. Like I say, McCarthy goes down and uh, Salah just kind of dinks it, dinks it over him. It, it's a, it's a good goal by Liverpool. Shows that pass <laughs> really. But yeah, um, a little bit. Yeah, it's disappointing now because now it's free. You're kind of worrying. 
can we keep going for this or do we have to kind of damage control now? That's the problem. I was I was pretty concerned at this point, thinking, let's not have a write off, let's not destroy this confidence. And we actually mentioned it on the live stream as well, Tiz. Do you remember us saying that when is this going to affect confidence? And I think at three mm. 0 you now mentioned, yeah, this is going to affect confidence now, didn't you? I, I just I think at four 0 maybe, but I think the two nil lo- uh, the two sorry the three two loss to Wolves when they're two 0 down. If anything, that would have smashed to pieces their confidence because they're on a ridiculously good winning run both home and away. They've been tuning up and then they've lost to a better side and got a reality check. Then they went to Crystal Palace, who are fantastic at home, beat them 2-0 without the home side getting a a shot on target. So I don't think it'll affect their confidence that much looking at the Wolves game because that didn't affect their confidence. For me... It's the, it's good to have a game on Wednesday because we can build we can build on what we did today or sort mm. of react to what we did today. But also it's a negative because if we lose, then we don't have a, it's not to a week and a half till we then face Burnley at home in front of the sky cameras, which we're not always fantastic at doing. <laughs> so yeah, oh sorry, BT cameras that we're not always fantastic at doing. So it's yeah, it's it's a bit it's a bit of both. It's it's all dependent on that top and go. Very true. I'm having a look at the tweets now, and they're, they're saying that. Um, Redmond and Gineppo kept swapping wings. It, I mean, on the commentary here, it looks like they swapped six or seven times. So there's us talking on the stream saying we haven't seen them swapping uh, wings. But I think they were doing it pretty pretty regularly. I think it kind of slipped past us, really. But maybe we just caught them on the wrong time and uh, got it wrong. But it seems like Ralph was trying to do everything he can to try and initiate some sort of uh, difference between the wings. But I guess at the end of the day, at that point, it didn't really happen. Um, around, I think Buffel came on for Musa. Is that right? Around eighty minutes. Yeah, about fifteen minutes left. And for me, that's where Buffel had to come on and show I should be starting. And to be fair, he had a bit of an impact. Yes, he lost the ball for their fourth goal. We had a few shots <laughs> yeah. that just that, that went just wide of the mark. A couple of good balls, but yeah, it's nothing special. Mm. Salah coming in uh, a little bit after taking on two players. He slips it through the legs of Jack Stevens. Lays it off for, I think, Minamino or Chiesa. One of them gets on it, but bundles it up. Uh, I think Chiesa. Salah was thinking, I was Chiesa yeah, who yeah. marked yeah. it up. Yeah. He, he, but they kind yeah. of basically just uh, bump into each other. But I think Salah was just thinking, nudge this off and it's getting in the back of the net. But it, it flies over. We really probably should, if that was on target, it's probably going in. Again, another big chance for Liverpool. It's just that they just turned the gears in the second second half so much yeah. higher than we saw in the first. Um Liverpool uh, bringing Henderson off for Lallana and uh, yeah okay so yeah like I said um, it seemed like uh, the two it was basically a game of two halves but they completely controlled just to coming out of that second half really dominating and yeah first half it definitely was a was a nil-nil but was it really a 4-0 in the second half I think Liverpool just completely took every chance they needed and we we flattered them a little bit. Do you agree? Do you agree, Tiz? Do you think? Do you, I don't think four 0 is a fair reflection. Do you? No, I think three 0 at a push. If you mm. could have two and a half nil, I was just a bit disappointed that we failed to adapt to Fabinho's new role. I'm not too sure what that that new role was. But mm. Klopp said that that was the reason why they won. So I'm, yeah. I'm a bit frustrated in that bit. But once again, they're the best team in Europe. They're the best team in the world, and it's difficult difficult to play against them at any time okay. Um, yeah. yeah okay fair enough uh, Mikey your thoughts what was your you know I just think yeah. it shows how like ruthless Liverpool are as a team mm. is that they didn't have many chances in the first half they had a very they didn't have too many in the second half either and they've managed to beat us 4-0 mm-hmm. and that, that just shows how clinical and ruthless this Liverpool side are and it shows why they are top of the league because you, yeah. you, you, some some games you do have to just step back and go, Jesus Christ, they're good. Uh, I think Liverpool proved that. Today, the but they, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were fantastic. So yeah, it's very true. Uh, Jamie, have got any other kind of final thoughts? As the just, was just, I think a one and a half nil probably would have done it justice. <laughs> one and a half nil. Wait, so like a, like right, a where's, where's all these halves that? come from? Why, why, <laughs> no, no, no. Why, so Tizard, Tizard thinks a 5-2 would be realistic and Jamie thinks a 3-2. Yeah, I guess that works, right, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's back. What you well, if you divide them, there you go. It gives yeah, you the... Yeah, but if you multiply, multiply 0 by 2, you get 0. That's your problem there. 
Yeah, that's the only problem. That's um, the A level of maths coming in. <laughs> oh, nice. That is the only problem in the fact. <laughs> Come on then, uh, yeah, Jamie. Any kind of final thoughts? Then you're just saying a one and a half, whatever that means. I don't know. know. I just like the fact I'm happy on the team. Ring team we're playing. That's the best way to put it. I, I think yeah, it, I it was always it was always going to be like you, you just get one shot at it, and like yeah. at, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. We were never expected to win um, coming mm. out of this. It's fantastic to think that you can beat the best team in the world, but um, it turns out it's a lot difficult than thinking about it. So yeah. um, this this result, I think I think the team will put this result aside and look forward to the FA Cup. Look forward to going into um, White Hart Lane and trying yeah, to beat Spurs again. So that's going to be our next point of interest, the uh, yeah. FA Cup game. Now, me and Jamie are going, but we'll all get previews. Yes, boys. Yeah, a little away yeah, day. I'm looking yeah, forward to it. It's been committed, yeah. unlike the other two. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, you know uh, my yeah. circumstances, mate. Right. I'm not happy about it, so you, you know. Let, let, yeah, let's do this chat off her, boys. Um, so, that's not the point. <laughs> best way to keep in touch is because we don't quite know when we're going to record, but the preview will definitely come out. Have a look on the Twitter at same Pod. That'll be the best way to have a look and see when it's available and you'll have all your links there. Uh, mini clips, highlights as well. So there'll probably be a highlight or a preview somewhere there as well that Tazar will do. So yeah, best way to have a look at that as well. And there'll be a reaction after it as well. So yeah, just to keep update, best place is uh, Pod. Questions as well will probably come in for the preview if you want to get them in. Tiz handles all of those. Now Tiz... But what's the best way to get them in? You know, Saints Prime on the Instagram. I'll probably put the questions up on Monday... Monday. The Tottenham preview, so get them in ASAP. Quality, yeah. So have a look at Monday for that on the Instagram story. So yeah, uh, we'll see you for the the Tottenham preview then, I guess. Uh, make sure you get your questions in. But thank you for listening. Uh, for me, Ollie, I've also been joined by Harry, Jamie, Mikey. Thanks for listening. Keep the faith up the Saints. <laughs> hey.